Welcome into the Texarkana Podcast. I'm Michael Westbrook, and today I'm visiting with the Executive Director of the Randy Sams Outreach Shelter, Jennifer Laurent. And there is so much to dissect of what has occurred over the last week in Texarkana and the involvement that the shelter has had in our community. First of all, I want to ask you, Jennifer, if you could just tell us about your role, what it encompasses with the Randy Sams Outreach Shelter. My role, as it's, as it's written, is to be the official grant writer, fundraiser, oversee the programming, um, and make sure that we are able to fulfill our mission. Um, with that comes lots of different hats and lots of different cool things I get to do. And the beauty of my job is that I get to do a little bit of everything. Before we dive into what I would imagine was a hectic week is the best way I can describe it. I'm sure you'll have other terms for that. Give us an overview of the services that the shelter offers. We are an emergency shelter for adult men and women primarily. And so our goal is to see people get back into self-sustained community living. And to do that, we offer emergency shelter, uh, food, hygiene items, clothing, showers, all of the basic essentials. And then we stem from there and offer life skills training classes. We have a job training program that will help people prepare for the jobs in in our community. And we hope that that also helps the community by sending out trained workers. We have a case management program. We're able to offer transportation assistance, prescription assistance for life-sustaining prescriptions, as well as a rapid rehousing program where we can help those designated by HUD um, get into housing with financial assistance and ongoing case management. I definitely want to dive into some of those programs uh, if we have a little bit of time later on. First of all, explain the guidelines for someone that's seeking assistance. We're considered a low-barrier shelter. Um, our core goal is to get as many people in and, and off the street as possible, but to that, we are not allowed to house sex offenders. We're too close to a couple of places that would make it difficult. Uh, but everyone else 18 and over will try to assist. We do breathalyze upon entry, so you have to be reasonably close to sober when you check in. But we don't drug test on entry. We do not require an ID. Basically, if you come in and say you need help, we're going to try. I'm visiting with the executive director of the Randy Sams Outreach Shelter, Jennifer Laramp. So let's go back to this past week, Monday night, the 15th, the weather starts to take a downturn. Just take me through a day, I guess, basically, of what it was like at the shelter during this bad weather. Well, Sunday the 14th, I mean, we we watch the weather pretty continuously. Uh, We know it affects our clients and what will happen with us. And so on Sunday the 14th, we really started working in earnest with other service providers. Mission Texarkana is geographically very close to us. So I began working with their executive director. Our case management staff came on board. We started planning for how to fit the most people in in the most efficient way possible. We plan year-round for weather emergencies, and so we had volunteers come in and pull out our cold weather supplies and get us stocked so that we could get the most people served in the most timely manner. We started letting the community know that we would be hosting anyone and everyone uh, if they were barred from the shelter for any reason, that we would allow them to stay in the lobby uh, to get off the streets and out of the cold. And we certainly didn't want to see anyone outside against their will. The executive director from Mission Texarkana went out into the known camps and was spreading the word that the shelter was open for emergency cold weather protocol. Our staff started coming in early on the 15th to get ready. We worked until late that night getting people in and getting settled, and our shelter manager was working. She was a little ill, and so we had her working remotely by phone. 
we work under the same rules as the school districts. And so if it's too dangerous to drive, I do ask most of my staff to stay home and only absolutely critical people can come into work. And so Tuesday morning, uh, when it was very icy, we had a skeleton staff come in and we prepared, we had been to the grocery store and all of those fun things and stocked up just like anyone else would in their home, except we did it to plan for a hundred to 150. So I had a conversation earlier in the week with the director of Life Share Blood, and the need that they were dealing with was the fact that blood was still going out while they were shut down. They weren't able to take anything in. So the same can be said about the shelter. A lot of resources were going out, or maybe a better way of saying it is they were being used up. It sounds like you have a constant state of just staying ahead. So what do you do now? What do you need now? How do you recover from the week that we had? Well, we are regrouping, uh, re-inventorying. We've been stocking back up this week. We've been very, very lucky. We've had multiple community members respond to our need and have restocked a lot of our paper goods. Uh, They've been bringing in over-the-counter meds. We've been working to get everything reset. Um, And we're actually now, now that the, the extreme cold is over, we're looking at projections for extreme storms. Our work hasn't finished. We will we'll have another round we expect of pretty severe weather and so we're just gonna reset and finish doing the laundry and prepare ourselves for another very busy few days. You mentioned medication, and I know that the flu right now has hit home for a lot of people, including the shelter. What has that been like for you and uh, has it made an impact? It has. We have eight diagnosed cases of the flu um, for our residents. And for them that's really that's really miserable. I and mean, everybody wants to be at home in their bed when they feel bad. And this flu makes you feel awful. And so our clients are having to deal with feeling terrible, surrounded by 130 complete strangers, which makes it a little more stressful for them. We've been trying to keep those people quarantined and stop the spread of the germs. We've been giving out over-the-counter medication, trying to keep people who are not yet ill, at least away from the flu, trying to keep those that are sick fed and and safe and we've been working with our pharmacy that's been really great with us and trying to help people in the best way we know how. And Jennifer I know that you said a lot of groups have already reached out they've already um, helped out but if someone's listening an individual or a group what's the biggest need right now and how can they help? Right now I, I definitely think our biggest need is to restock our supply levels we go through on a, on an average normal day we go through a lot of coffee a lot of sugar, a lot of oatmeal. So those things definitely we have to restock, but also things like aluminum foil, blankets, scarves, hats, gloves that we have given out, uh, over-the-counter medications and cough drops. And also always monetary donations are important. We, uh, Our utility bills run upwards of $3,000 a month. Wow. We had an, uh, an increase in the number of people we've been serving of about 30% overnight. So we anticipate in the coming days, we're going to see higher utility bills than we had. So monetary donations help us keep our doors open and, and give us the ability to serve anyone who comes in. And let's make sure we get the contact information out there, whatever you want to mention here, as far as how you can be reached, how they can give and what should they do? We can, we can take money any way possible. Uh, Our online presence is www randysams.org and there is a donate button and that automatically goes straight to us they can donate on our facebook page uh, randy sams outreach shelter 
They can come to the shelter at 402 Oak Street. We're open around the clock seven days a week. And we do have an outreach center that's open Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, at 803 Spruce Street that they could also drop off donations. And lastly, I know you kind of already mentioned this, and I have a feeling we're going to be talking more in the future, but it is more than a place to sleep. So I do want to ask you a little bit more about the job training program specifically. Um, You also have life skill classes, but what do you do for the job training program? How does that work? Well, and strangely, we just had a meeting on Friday about this for our clients. But clients of the shelter are eligible to apply for job training programs. We have a bakery, so we're teaching culinary skills in that program. And we've recently paired with the Animal League of Texarkana, and they are learning kennel care and, and appropriate animal care. And so those are active, open programs. We're also developing one for a clerical worker. But what we're able to do is provide a 16-week curriculum that teaches skills. And when they graduate the program, they have a certificate of completion. They have appropriate certifications for their job training. For instance, the bakery, they leave with Texas food handler certificates. They have a portfolio of their work and a custom-made resume that we work with an HR professional in town to help them develop. And then our case manager comes in and helps them locate job interviews we have find them appropriate clothing and work with them to get further out into the community well jennifer Laurent, the executive director of the randy sam's outreach shelter i really appreciate your time we just want to tell stories here on the texarkana podcast and get the word out about anything positive that we can so really appreciate all the work you're doing in the community and thank you again thank you so much